0: This is Deidre with another episode of Weird Animal Facts. Explicit! Now, as usual, we have explicit there because this one is definitely explicit today. Uh, Mainly because I'll be saying fuck a few times and uh, some other things, since the animals of today's discussion, we will be talking about their interesting lives when it comes to the bedroom or the animal bedroom. Oh, let's introduce the animals we're talking about today. We'll be talking about the African leopard. And the satin bower bird. So these are two animals, two different animals, who are from two different places, and they have some very exciting sex lives, which most animals do, let's be honest. But these guys tend to have a little bit more exciting. Well, one's more exciting than the other, but they're still pretty exciting altogether. Uh, Now, if you want some more information about Weird Animal Facts, check out our podcast at Instagram. I'm trying to say Instagram. Excuse me. At W-A-F podcast. W-A-F stands for Weird Animal Facts. And uh, on our Instagram, uh, you will find some pictures that will highlight some of the things we talk about today. You'll see what the animals look like, you know, in case you don't know what a leopard looks like. But we'll talk a little bit more, help you describe the animals so you know what they look like. Um, so without further ado, I think we'll go ahead and get started. The African leopard, one of the most kinky cats out there. I say most because uh, their kinkiness is similar to that of the lion, who also resides in Africa. But the leopard, being a solitary creature, typically only becomes social during breeding season, whereas lions are known for living in pride groups. Let's begin with describing the leopard, as many people often confuse the leopard, the jaguar, and the cheetah. Now, as an animal professional myself, who works at a zoo, uh, it is very easy for me to think, how can you get any of these animals confused? These cats, like, they're completely different animals, and with different bodies, and in some cases, completely different continents. But once I bring myself back down to Earth, I realize that to most people, they're just cats. So, let's educate. Knowledge is power. The jaguar is from South America. Leopards and cheetahs are from Africa. So depending on where you are, it should be clear what cat you're looking at. Oh, uh, but wait a minute. What if I'm in Africa? Is that a leopard or a cheetah? They both live there. Ah, uh, true. But they look very, very different. Cheetahs, as many people know, are known for speed. Therefore, their bodies are designed for speed. Think about fast cars or fast planes. They are thin and smooth, so they can be aerodynamic and fast. Honestly, the cheetah's body structure kind of looks like a crackhead's body. Thin, frail, every single rib bone visible. So much so to the fact that, uh, you sincerely worry about them. Are you okay, man? As you should, as the IUCN has listed them as vulnerable to extinction. But we're not here talking about cheetahs today. This section is about the leopard. When you think or look at an animal, I want you to think about what that animal is designed to do. Cheetahs run, leopards climb, run, and drag dead bodies through the forest. Impala bodies, and other animal bodies, not humans. You'll probably be fine if you ever visit Africa, as long as you aren't stupid and try to make friends with all the wildlife. They are called wild for a reason. They aren't your friends. They're just like celebrities. All they want is your respect. And money, as that might help out their conservation efforts. And uh, we'll provide some links, so if you want to donate money to the animals instead of me, I am totally okay with that. If you are still confused in the ways of telling these three spotted cats apart, just remember Marvel's Black Panther. Because he is technically a leopard, since Wakanda is in Africa, and so are leopards. Yes, cheetahs are also from Africa, but cheetahs are not known for the black morphs the way leopards and jaguars are. That's why the new DC Wonder Woman film casted the skinny-ass white Kristen Wiig as the supervillain cheetah. Cheetah. Realize I just said cheetah weird. Words are hard. Even simple ones like cheetah. And have you seen the photos of Kristen Wiig as cheetah? She's really scrawny. Whereas Chadwick Boseman, as Black Panther, is everything you would ever want physically in a man. Leopard, I mean leopard. And then leopard. <laughs> oh, he really was a sexy man, wasn't he? Inside and out. Now since I'm aroused, let's talk about sex. When I learned about an animal, one thing I like to do is imagine what it would be like if humans behaved like animals. And when it comes to mating and breeding behavior of the leopard, it reminds me of my younger days where all I wanted to do was fuck. I didn't want to settle down. I was young and free no commitments. And the ones I did have only lasted no longer than a few days to a week. And during that time, all I was interested in was sex. I'm just thinking about my parents listening to this podcast right now. Hi, Mom and Dad. (laughs) I'm sexually active. Well, not right now. It's COVID, so not sexually active. But I have been. All right. Too much information from my parents specifically. Everyone else, enjoy my embarrassment. Anyways, my past sex life, that's kind of how leopards are. Now, they are different than humans when it comes to how the females let the males know she's ready to fuck. Now, see, when I'm at a bar looking for a one-time partner, never did I parade around the room peeing on everything. Nor did the man follow behind sniffing my urine to check to see about what my hormone levels were. Imagine if that's what the bar scene was for humans, instead of the solace swiping it has become today. I mean, most bars and clubs, already smell like piss as it is. Once the male leopard follows the alluring hormonal scent of the female and her desperate and literal cat Meow the two finally come together for some foreplay, which include, but are not limited to, body rubbing, initiated by the female, head rubbing, just like how your cat at home shows affection with you, you know, with a little head bump, boop, males will then mount And then bite the female's neck, giving him the illusion that yes, you are in charge. Both growling the entire time, the penis is inserted, before finally, they are roaring at climax. I'm sure the more kinky of us had had a sexual experience similar to this. But wait, there's more. Some of you may be thinking it's just one and done, right? But this copulation will take place every 15 minutes for multiple days. So by the end of their long, romantic weekend, they will have done it nearly 250 times. Think of all the lubricant that they would need, at least for humans to go that long. Most men can't even come more than once. Anyways, then once satisfied, the two just go on their separate ways. And the next time the female leopard is horny, you know, possibly after she's giving birth because they give birth. That's why they get horny. They want to have babies and give birth. Learn about Charles Darwin if you want to understand this. She will go through this process again, but with a different male. And then a different one after that. And so on and so forth. I would like to add that leopard mating can be very violent and loud. Obviously with them roaring at climax. (sighs) Not only that, but the male's penis is barbed. So that means it has spikes on it. Ow! Oh, FYI, so does your cat's penis at home. Yeah, there's spikes on its penis. Well, I mean, if it's a male. The reason it has the spikes on the penis is to stimulate the female as it goes in. Because, and this part is really cool, the female leopard will not ovulate until she is stimulated. That means that the female leopard doesn't waste pointless energy, you know, the way our stupid human bodies do, by following our monthly cycle and only having eggs available within a certain time period. No, 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 no eggs become available only when she's stimulated, a.k.a. aroused. If human females did this, then we wouldn't have to deal with our poorly evolutionary periods all the time. Then again, if our bodies did function more like female leopards, we might also see an increase in pregnancies. If only this scenario was available for humans without the eggs dropping. (laughs) I guess that's what some parties are like but usually a lot more people involved. You know, low-lighting, condoms, lube wrappers everywhere. Ugh, that probably stinks, actually. <laughs> Unlike our next segment, Scientific Names Are Hard. That was a pretty good segue, right? Yeah. yeah you just go from talking about sex to talking about scientific names, because, uh, you know, sex can be hard, scientific names can be hard, but we just said sex wasn't hard. Anyways, I don't know what this segue is doing, but we are going to talk about the scientific name of the leopard and again i had my roommate write down the leopard scientific name on a piece of paper i'm not opening yet um because uh, i have to explain why we do the segment because scientific names are hard and i want to empower people who have hard time pronouncing things because even though i am reading for some of this you know because I write things up because I am creative it's not easy for everyone to just read you know, there's dyslexic there's glasses in fact, I'm not even wearing glasses right now but I get glasses soon so I'll be a dork just like the rest of us okay, anyways um, words are hard so we're gonna open this up and read the leopard scientific name this is the African leopard not to be confused with the mere leopard which I think has a different scientific name okay Panthera Pardas pardus. Oh, yeah. Ah, that was good. Oh, yeah, that was good. So those of you at home who are keeping track of how good I am at naming these names, that one was probably the best. All right, now this section's really weird, and you hear something in the background. It's because the dogs who have been sleeping are now getting itch attacks. So if you hear the little scratch scratch in the background, and I keep telling them to stop, and they don't stop. Now they're all scratching. I love animals, but... I'm trying to do something, and they should be asleep right now. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, dogs. So wonderful. All right. So I took my own little break while the dogs finished their itching fiasco. Um, you may be wondering, why don't I just kick them out? Well, I don't want to kick them out because I love them very much. Also, one of them gets a little upset when they're separated. A little separation anxiety. We all get that sometimes, especially during these hard COVID months. Okay. Let's go to our next animal! It's the transition
1: song From going to one topic to the next It's the transition song So that we have no
0: awkward silence! The Satin Bower Bird Quite possibly the bird most familiar with David Attenborough's voice. For anyone as dorky as me, when it comes to nature documentaries, and have watched them all, will be familiar with that of the bowerbird. Native to eastern Australia, the satin bowerbird is one of the frequent stars of any bird or animal mating documentary. The male bowerbirds are known for creating bowers. I mean, that's why they're called bowerbirds. But what is a bower? Well, according to Merriam-Webster, a bower is... An attractive dwelling or retreat. Or a lady's private apartment in a medieval hall or castle. Or a shelter made with tree boughs or vines twined together. For the purposes of today's episode, the latter definition will work nicely. Before we dive too deeply into the specifics of the satin bower bird, we need to understand why birds are so amazing! First, They are everywhere. Look outside! There's probably a bird there! If there is a person in this world who does not know what a bird is, it's probably because they were born three seconds ago. Birds are everywhere. And yes, those are birds outside. It's not the government spying on you. They use your phones for that. Or at least they would if your life was more exciting and daring. Speaking of exciting and daring, that's just what birds are! Why do you think every documentary has birds in them? It's not just because there's a lot of them, it's because they have amazing feathers and mating displays that not only captivate the eyes of humans, but the eyes of the ladybirds. Oh yeah. Many birds are monogamous, meaning they mate for life. None of that sister-wife shit. They are in it for life, till death do us part. Or, till feral cat do us part. (laughs) However, the satin bowerbird, as well as most other bowerbird species, do sister wife it up, meaning that the male fucks a lot of ladies, and the ladies fuck one male, and then raise the babies on their own, yet again proving that men are only good for their sperm. Okay, that's not true, because in the case of the satin bowerbird, men are also good at architecture and Pokemon Go. That is, if Pokemon Go was all about collecting a bunch of blue shit. Squirtle, I choose you! Squirtle, squirtle! Believe it or not, but the male satin bowerbird is actually very similar to human men. So you've been seeing this special lady for a few weeks, and your maintenance has been relatively easy so far. You put on a clean shirt, trim and tidy up your beard, offer to pay for dinner, understand that no means no, and you're pretty much a gentleman. But tonight, you have finally decided that it is time to bring her home. However, you've been living as though you've been in quarantine for six months, and your apartment is filled with bags of Doritos, empty pizza boxes, a small family of cockroaches, dirty dishes that have now claimed refuge in your now non-existent sink, and an actual mountain of recycling that's powdered with enough beer cans and whiskey bottles to make your mother secretly wonder if you've become an alcoholic. If you're expecting bridges to fall tonight, then you best clean up your casa. Once your home is to perfection, you will then decorate it with the bright as the blue furniture and artwork. Or at least that's what you would do if you were a satin bird. Blue. They like blue. Being reminded of Eiffel 65's 1998 hit song, Blue, you may wonder why. Why blue? Especially after the satin bowerbird already put in like two months of work just to construct that bower masterpiece. I mean, isn't that bitch satisfied? Just like how women won't put out just because you cleaned, the male bowerbird will also have to show off. Between his architectural design, his gallery of blue shit, I mean collectibles, not shit, <laughs> dance moves, and the vibrantness of his feather color, he could find himself a mate. to wow. go when comparing the male and female satin bowerbird, bird, you will notice differences, as there is what scientists refer to as sexual dimorphism, meaning it's easy to tell the male from the female. And many birds and other animals actually have sexual dimorphism, like lions. Males have the big mane, females don't. However, though, um, usually it is the male who has a much more flamboyant look especially compared to the drab-looking female. Dude looks like a lady. Uh, bah, bah, bah. Now, at first glance at the male satin bowerbird, it might not be easy to see just how flamboyant he is. But upon further inspection, you may find that uh, they are as flamboyant as a drag queen at a Dolly Parton lookalike contest. And just like how Dolly likes her shimmers, so does the bowerbird. And I'm not just talking about that blue shit they collect. Their feathers are iridescent. Think of the sheen you see on a bubble, dragonfly wing, or the eye of a peacock feather. It's kind of a purpley flash of rainbow glitter. And that rainbow glitter of the satin bowerbird has proven to be one of the deciding factors for mate selection. Let's explain what creates the iridescent shimmer, then investigate magic school bus style, into the specifics of the iridescence of the satin bowerbird. Iridescence is a result of optical interference between two or more transparent or semi-transparent surfaces. Okay, so remember there are two layers. Now what gives the shimmer look is when the angle of the one or two eight layers changes the reflection of the light. And since there are two layers both at different angles, they will create different reflections of light giving us the bling bling iridescent shimmer. All right, so to help understand what creates this magic into our friend the satin power bird, we need to take a very close look at one single feather. But do your stuff! Bounce, all right, so we're talking about feather anatomy. So imagine a feather. Just one feather. We've all seen a feather before. Now, the center part of the feather, the part that looks like a beanstalk, is called a rachis. No, not a racist, rachis. Oh gosh, words. R a c h i s, rachis, rachis. That sounds fun. Rachis. I might say that the whole time. Okay. So coming off of that rachis, or like the stock, beanstalk type thing in the middle, are the barbs. Now, the barbs are what gives it actually the feather look right there are a thousand of barbs on the rachis and that like we said creates the feather look but what we want to focus on are the barbs so imagine magnifying glass zooming in on one of the barbs because coming off of each one of those barbs are hundreds of barbules i know I'm getting really deep in this feather now what the barbules do and to help you understand this i want you to pretend the last time you played with a feather right did you ever notice that on the feather sometimes they break not necessarily break, but they create like a, an opening, like a V. It's not even anymore. It's not, it doesn't look like a feather. It's kind of broken. And all you had to do to fix it was to rub your fingers up it, and all of t- a sudden they're back together. Well, the reason why they're able to fix is because of the barbules. Those barbules work like Velcro. The barbules work like hooks that will connect and hold onto the other barbules beside and on the adjacent barbs. Okay, now if this is getting too detailed and you can't visualize what I'm talking about, check out our Instagram at WAFpodcast for a diagram of a feather so you can better understand, since uh, the barbules are an important part to the satin bird's iridescence. So birds are covered in feathers. We understand feathers now, right? Since birds are covered in feathers, a satin bowerbird is no exception. Now this one, we get a little bit more into the detail of the color, right? Now there is a difference in color depending on age. As juveniles, they don't yet have that iridescent shimmer, shimmer, bling, bling. See, they have to grow into it. Until then, they appear green due to the barbs. Once the juvenile becomes a real bird, the barbules of the feathers become elongated and twist at the base so that they overlay the barbs. Because of that, when the light touches those long, twisted barbules, we get that shimmer. So it's the barbules that are the key to the color. At least the blue iridescent color. And if you're a lady satin bowerbird looking down at the dancing shimmering bird below, with all his blue shit scattered across the lawn in front of that Golden Gate Bridge equivalent bower design, you're probably getting a little hot and heavy as you finally found your mate. Well, not not necessarily your mate, as you'll now have to share him with other lady browbirds, but at least now eggs are in your future. Just not a husband who will be around to help you raise them. Ah, the life of the Bowerbird. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for... Scientific Names Are Hard. Okay, so, as we learned, words are often hard for me. Sound Bowerbird, Scientific Name. Oh, there's a lot of letters in this word that... There's just too many letters in this word. Okay. Ugh. That starts with a P and a T? Okay, I don't know what noise that's supposed to make, so. Ptil. Fricus Oh, fuck. Okay. Ptilonorfricknickus. <laughs> Velocious. Violaceus. Ptilor. Ptilor. Pit. I don't even know. Fit. Fit. Is that what the noise of PT is supposed to make? Philonor. Philonor Heinecus. Phil Philon. Philonor. Hynecus. Philonor Heinicus, Philonor Heinecus. Philonor Heinecus. Tillonor. T- I don't know what PT does. <laughs> Maybe it's silent. Tillonor Heinecus. Tillonor Heinecus. There we go. The P's throwing me off. Just get the P out of there. Sometimes they're silent in words because English is stupid. Although this is Latin, so, um, latin's not that stupid i just don't understand latin yeah people get angry at things they don't understand i don't understand scientific names well i understand once people just tell me what the definition is how that translates to english why this word means green or whatever i don't know that's just an example now i'm just stalling so i'll just say this word anymore all right one more time silent p is what i'm gonna say it is titlanora hydecus veloaxius veloaxius there you go folks The Satin Bower Bird. Ta-dum! Oh, well, that was one of the more painful words, I think. Anyways, I have a song prepared. This song I wrote a long time ago, and it actually talks a little about, um, animal sex. And still, it's not appropriate for children, because there's the word fuck in it. So, it's called, Be Like the Animals.
1: Went down deep in the depth of the ocean There are many living things Like a sea cucumber to an angle of fish And everything in between But this song isn't about Oh, the boring life they live Cause animals are pretty damn exciting When it comes to making up spring my years of studying I've learned an awful lot like when my ovaries burn when I look at a man who's smoking damn right hard gotta do just like the animals do and seduce him for a kiss but not like that prayer you cause that's one crazy bitch like a leopard. I wanna rule with you in the hay. Together we can be like the animals in every single way. Oh, you look just like a peacock with your head done up on nice It makes me wish we were leopards, and we go all through the night. We're really lucky Within those five long days You'll fuck me 250 times And then we'll just go our separate ways But that's not the way love is Cause as humans, we're pretty lame We get off on that long, romantic, complicated game We're just like those bower birds you set right for two months they decorate the houses to make the ladies say alright yeah i an monogonize with you cuz your place looks really cool the way you placed that pedal down makes my up scream and shout I wanna fuck you like Like the animals that never sing away. Maybe if you had a corkscrew penis like the mallet duck, then I'd get more pleasure from you when you wouldn't believe in me asking what the fuck. Yeah, the sex in the animal world is really, really great. Come over here, spread your legs And let's get down and mate Let's just skip the foreplay And get down to business I don't want no golden shovel
0: This ain't a Pokemon Christmas And don't you taste my urine To check to see if I'm fertile Dolphins
1: do it for pleasure Ain't for turtles So come on over here You hot, sexy beast I give you permission to tear off my clothes And go down and feast I wanna fuck you like a leopard I wanna rule with you in the hay Together we could be like the animals In every single way
0: you enjoyed that that was uh me i know like five or six chords and that's about it so thank you guys so much so much for joining us if you like the show please review leave reviews rating tell your friends about it um leave comments because i will read them um please be nice though i know i suck at saying scientific names but we all we all have our things that we're good at and things that we're not and i'm just showing that it's okay not to be good at things right just make it fun yeah I um, hope you guys learned something, and uh, this is what I'm working on. Since you're sticking around, I want to let you know we're working on getting a patron page up and running. And if you become a patron and help donate money to the show, if you suggest our next topic of animals, as a patron, we will take those suggestions. And we will, when I say we, I mean me. I will do a next episode or a episode very, very closely to the next episode of patron suggestions. Because these are just animals I'm picking because I think animals are amazing. But there's so many animals out there. I know certain people want to hear about certain animals. Because let's face it, everyone loves loves pandas. Pandas are in the future, by the way. But like, oh pandas. Uh so if you want to hear about other things like cuttlefish or uh, oh some reptiles, because I freaking love reptiles. Oh, talk all day about them. I will tell you sneak peek. We do have a tarantula coming up very soon since it's October. And oh, I love tarantulas. Okay, I'm gonna save all my excitement for tarantulas for the next episode. Um. Thank you so much for joining us, for listening. Share this with all your friends. Um, Again, this is Deidre signing off, my friends. Everybody stay weird.